One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Bow, bow, bow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the fifth and final episode, we think. Looking at Christmas morning with Noel, 1988, which was on the BBC One service. Um, an hour-long show, absolutely jam-packed with features and fun and political leaders. We've already had Paddy Ashdown, David Owen, Neil Kinnock. Now we're on to the big dogs. Uh, Ronald Reagan comes on in a specially recorded message. Um, it's slightly deranged, the Ronald Reagan message. He's at the end yeah. of his presidency. I'm yeah, not sure he's, he's concentrating fully. Nah. Uh, he talks about it being a season for good cheer and merrymaking, gathering around a tree. Good cheer and, and merrymaking. He, he mentions happy bustle. I don't know what that is. Uh, Sounds like an Adam Sandler movie, doesn't it? He says some stuff about holiday turkey dinners and angels and God. Oh, and my then God. That's oh yeah, it. turkey dinners sounds funny, doesn't it? Because it sounds like a Finder's turkey dinner. <laughs> turkey dinner. You get <laughs> your American turkey dinner. Well. You get a turkey, turkey dinner, dinner, it comes in a foil tray. Yeah. One thing that I got to tell all you Brits is please, please remove it from the foil tray before putting it into your microwave. Because <laughs> I put foil in the microwave before with disastrous consequences. Um, Nine separate occasions. Uh, <laughs> come through nine separate microwaves. Nancy has been furious with me each time. <laughs> so that's turkey dinners. Perhaps just heat it in yep. a conventional oven. I don't know. But make sure it's heated all the way through. Yep, that's that's it. All the best. Merry Christmas, Britain. <laughs> TTFN. And Merry Christmas, France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please pass on my best wishes to France when you see them. <laughs> I won't be able to do a message for them this year. I could only do one Euro message, and I've decided to give it to Britain. <laughs> Margaret asked me to do it, and I rarely say no to Margaret. That's but another funny thing that happened to Kinnock, is that the, we were talking about Kinnock on the last episode, mm. and he went over as he was trying to sort of create more of a statesman-like persona in order to get yeah. the British public to be able to envisage him as a prime minister. Mm. He decided to go on a diplomatic mission to Washington right, to yeah. uh, to get a photo op with the president, and Reach that out. is yeah. that's. That's fairly common. Leaders of the opposition often go out because it's shrewd for the president to meet someone who could become the prime minister mm. rather than just get to know them the day after they become prime minister. So it has happened. But he got um, power played big style by Reagan because it was all right. set up and Thatcher caught wind of it. And because she was so close to Reagan, she allegedly made a call and said... I think you're going to be busy that day that old killer turns up to see you. Oh. I think a crisis is going to emerge, in it? And wow. Reagan went, I catch your drift, Maggie. No problem. Leave it with me. And Kinnock turned up at the White House 
with his dick in his hand. And Reagan's <laughs> advisor's like, sorry, mate, he's busy. Not in. Do you fancy coming back some other time? Some other bloody time? It cost me 500 nicker to get over here to Washington. I've got to go back. I've got family commitments. How am I supposed to get back over? I want to see him now. It's just like Peter on a wingy driving to QPR again that time. Very like that. And there's no one in. Imagine that. He got totally fucking power played. You'd be fuming, wouldn't you? Oh, marvellous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after Reagan, we go back to young Kit is up in the helicopter looking over at London. Uh, we kind of get there's a camera looking out the window. It's it's not that very visual. Uh, they do mention they're not flying over Buckingham Palace in case they irritate the Queen, mm. which is um, it's decent of them. Uh, What's that outside the fucking house? <laughs> What's that fucking racket? Uh, well, I, I've got BBC One on here, Mummy, and uh, I think it might be Noel Edmonds with one of his helicopters that flying over. Cunt. He's lobbying me non-stop for a fucking knighthood. Does, well, does, you can forget it. Does he not know it's fucking Christmas Day? <laughs> fucking prick. I'm a fucking headpiece. Me and fucking Philip stayed up on the Baileys last night. My head feels oh. like a dog shat in it. <laughs> Weren't they always at Balmoral at Christmas Day? Yeah, they wouldn't. There's no way they fucking in. Apparently, she hated uh, back back in Palace was the like she's got four rigs, I think. Right? She had four rigs. They're Charles's now. She had Balmoral. That's the best one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. She's got Buckingham Palace. That's the famous one. But obviously, it's shit. It's in the middle of a fucking roundabout. I mean, it's almost like the worst spot to live in London in some ways. Fucking. Punters outside all the time. Non-stop. It's just so noisy and smelly. Because it's not double glares. You'd be able to hear no. the punters all the no, time. No, they haven't had it done up in years. Then then there's Windsor Castle. which Windsor. Was, she yeah. was quite pleased about but it got burnt down. Mm. And there's one in Norfolk that begins with right. S. It's not Sandrinum, is it? Because Sandrinum, that's a... Sand, Sandown? No. No, that's a race course. Uh, but apparently, I read somewhere she liked Sandhurst. She, she liked it. Just... Sandhurst is an army place, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just seeing right. stuff. Did they not have Princess Margaret's place in Antigua as well? Or is it just <laughs> no, Princess that, Margaret's? That's just hers. <laughs> Sa- it's Sandringham, mate. It's Sandringham. Right. The Sandringham right. Estate is the much-loved country retreat of the British royal family. It's Wonderful. been private home to generations of British monarchs since 1862. That's where she loves it. She loves. Yeah. She, well, she loved it. Well, she's, she's dead now. Mate. She's dead now. She can't. But yeah. if she, I tell you this much: if she's going to haunt one of her old rigs, it'll be Sandringham. It'll be that one. It'll be the favourite. She doesn't seem dead to me. I'm struggling with it. I'm no. not. You know, she, and I don't really give a shit about. I'll the tell sword. you, mate. She will always be my queen. Right. Yeah. Charles, whoever yeah. else, William, they can all come and go. Fine. They'll have the official title, but there's only yeah. one true monarch that I, Sam Delaney, will ever recognise, and that is Queen Elizabeth II. It's like the same with World Cups, your first one's your best. Exactly. You can't beat her. You cannot yeah. beat the Queen. She yeah. was she was cracking. Yeah, all right, let's let's move on, because this is the last episode of this. We've got a fuckload to get through. We can talk about the Queen in 2023. Do you not want to tell me your favourite? We're looking back on a year in which the Queen has left us. Yeah. What's your favourite Queen memory? Uh, oh Jesus! Uh, I haven't got one. What about that clip of her when her horse is winning a race and she goes a bit mental? 
You must oh, have seen good. that. That was probably yeah. the best bit, wasn't it? Oh, was, the, was there not a bit where she was quite late on in her life where she was just sitting looking miserable and it was like the, the tattoo or something like that? And she was and like... some horses came in and uh, she went, Oh, horses! <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like how that. bored the Queen was yeah. by the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bored Christ. off her tits. She even didn't yeah, turn up to her Golden Jubilee or whatever. No, the Platinum Jubilee, did she? She was like... Yeah. To be honest, I appreciate it all. I, you know, yeah. don't get me wrong. It sounds cracking, but you cunts have got to understand. I'm in my fucking nineties, and I've been on my feet for most of my life, and yeah. I have to dress up every fucking day. I can never just have like a sloppy tracksuit day. You can't wear me house coat. Yeah, exactly. And leave my rollers in, and just yeah. fucking every day I'm up in this fuck these stiff clothes. She was always wearing stiff clothes. She was. And it was like you, you do this, you do the jubilee thing. I'll just be behind this door. Oh, tell them the that I tell them that I'm tell the people that I am watching it, but I'm watching I'm it on the box. It. I'm not fucking watching I'll, it. I'll be fucked. I will tell you where I'll be. No, I won't even be watching something else. I'll be in my fucking bed. That's where I'll be. I'll <laughs> be in my fucking earplugs in. I'll read maximum three pages of my book before I start to fucking nod off, and then that'll be me out. In, for nine hours, with any luck, less I need to Half wake nine. up. Let, less I need to wake up for a piss, which I do yeah. sometimes. But hopefully, if I have a, what I'd like to do is I have a piss, and then I have one last security piss just before yeah. sleep time, and then that'll be me straight through. But don't tell them that. But I am planning to sleep through the whole thing, and in fact, I might not even be at Buckingham Palace. With any luck, I'll be out at Sandringham. Yeah, I'll nice see again. Let's let's stop dwelling on the Queen. We, we hate oh, doing all that. Okay. Right. Stop much time. Twenty twenty three could be the year of looking back at the Queen. Yeah, okay. It can become what we're all about. We'll pivot to to Queen coverage. So he's he's uh, Kit's in the helicopter. Uh, Noel says he enjoying it. What's the best bit? Was it the takeoff? <laughs> and the Don't kid, put the words kid in says, his mouth. He's got cancer. <laughs> Give him time to think. <laughs> the kid says, "Yeah, we've just flown past a fire engine." Noel's <laughs> <laughs> livid. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> you stupid idiot. Stupid yeah. kid. Noel's livid. He sent him all the way up there and he's looking at a fucking fire engine. Yeah, Surely think, the takeoff was the best bit. I think the cancer's gone to your brain. Why don't you fucking admire the engineering fucking mastery that you're involved in instead of looking down at fucking fire engines? The fucking takeoff almost blew a bus shelter over in Wood Lane. What's the matter with you? Fucking fire, fire engines. engines. Fire engines are for pussies. <laughs> uh, helicopters are for score. real men <laughs> Noel updates the score on the first round of the game uh, where it, we were correct it was actually 4-2 to Shane Ritchie's team uh, there's the next round of the game which is the same as the first round instead of uh, what was it was it Jobs it was Jobs isn't it, the first round this is Hobbies yeah uh, we've got somebody who likes tempting bowling somebody who likes cooking somebody who likes watching soaps as a hobby, he calls them a that's soap. Your mum, isn't it? He calls them a so- oh, that's my mum. Soapy, soapy dopey, or something. He's soapy dopey, soapy bopey, soapy bopey. Yeah, to, yeah. That's something uh, that so- he says as if it's a, a known phrase. But uh, I, now it's it's not as it. He's just made it up, hasn't he? He's soapy just made dopey. It up. It's just been. My Noel probably hates the soaps because they take up valuable broadcast real estate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could be using. Yeah. Uh, fella likes golf, badminton, cricket. They're all the hobbies. These are the people who've all been sat at the back. Massive Robert Plant still hasn't turned up. 
who we saw at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And he's going to appear later on. Uh, the bloke, they both think a golfer. He actually likes cooking. Mad. But um, he, goes, he says something like, you're a golfer. And he goes, no, I like cooking. He goes, oh, bloody hell, you're a letdown. No, I can't believe <laughs> yeah. that, can he? A man who likes to cook? What's the matter with you? <laughs> what, you're wearing ladies' knickers as well? What's going on? <laughs> so uh, it's now 6-4 to Sophie Aldred after that round. She does really well. And the red team are in the box seat to get their tickets to fly abroad and meet their uh, relatives they haven't seen. For legitimate reasons! <laughs> We have some more bloopers from Auntie's Bloomers. Uh, the Attenborough thing is just weird. It's just a kookaburra that can't fly, but it keeps wandering off. It's shit. I like, when it's it terrible. Goes, when it goes, when it first went, he goes, right, these are animal-themed bloopers. But I wasn't properly listening, because as I sent you a photo of, Bobby the kitten was really yeah. interfering with my viewing at this stage. He got on the laptop, and he got so close to Noel, his nose was touching the screen understandable and he was absolutely fucking fixated by it so i was a bit distracted and i thought what's this oh they've got attenborough on and i thought attenborough was just doing a normal report like we're crossing live to attenborough's in a fucking jungle yeah and then i thought is this supposed to be a blooper nothing goes wrong all it does is it just walks along that's it it just wanders off yeah it's the enough it's the most pathetic clip then there's one of a someone from the farmers union Delivering yeah. quite a boring speech about uh, European community quotas in farming, quotas milk and stuff, quotas. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, milk quotas? What the fuck? This is getting even more boring. And then I was thinking, oh, oh, oh no, it's a blooper. Something's going to happen in a minute. Like he's going to shit his pants or an eagle's going to swoop mm. down and steal his hat. No, he just sort of like, he kind of just gets increasingly bored by his own little soundbite. And, uh, and in the end just stops and sort of smiles a bit. And then that's it. But then the third clip... No, he, is, gets, he gets nudged by the cow that's behind him yeah, and it licks his neck. I mean, come on. Like, that's, right. that's not... That's not... The only, as soon as Attenborough is, is came it, on, I was it, like, yes, it's a bit. Yeah, you think, oh, there's going to be a gorilla's going to be bumming an, a, another gorilla in, in the background or something like mm. that. But the third clip finally fucking delivers. By the third clip, yeah. I'm like, these are shit bloopers. They're not even worthy of the title bloopers. Get them off. Get mm. back to Noel. The third one is sensational. It is. Blokes delivering a piece to camera, talking about is are they alpacas or llamas? Alpacas or llamas? City llamas. Thing, I'm not sure. He's talking. He's saying something about yeah, these llamas that I've got. Blah 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 blah. blah and he's talking about. Well, I don't know what he says. <laughs> the news report. Suddenly, the fucking llama charges at the cunt just suddenly comes into shot from off camera and fucking smashes him. And the geezer notices that it's coming at the very last second. And he goes, you fuck! And he nearly swears. <laughs> he sees it coming up. He's like, you fuck it! And he fucking gets bashed over. Then he gets up and the camera wobbles and it pans back, right? And the llama is going for this geezer. He's its owner. But the llama's yeah. like, I've heard you talking about me, you cunt. And I don't like it. And the geezer, who seems like quite a straight old man, puts his fists up in a fucking boxing stance at his own llama. And the llama's like, the llama's stalking him. It's like watching a fucking bomber. The llama's stalking him this way and that, circling him. And he's following the llama around. It's your pet. You can't smash his face in. And then, then he tries to compose himself. The llama calms down and the guy's humiliated because he wants to 
he, he feels like this llama has shown him up on TV. So he starts trying to reclaim the power dynamic and he starts saying to the interviewer, huh, yeah, he nearly got a smack there. And you're like, no, he didn't, yeah. mate. He fucking smacked you and you shat yourself. Yeah, there's a bit as well, though, where he says to the llama, he says, I haven't got any. So like the llama's <laughs> expecting some treats or something. Who knows what? Who knows? Who knows what yeah. it is? I know you got I'm con- No, I haven't. Oh, don't listen to him. Uh, what does he want exactly? Ah, uh, nothing, nothing. Just uh, don't worry about it. It's an inside joke. <laughs> Custard creams. <laughs> he, he thinks I'm, it's just a joke we got going on. He thinks I've always got biscuits in my pocket, but I haven't. <laughs> you can't give biscuits to llamas. They die. <laughs> And I, want, and I want to say that now. Get that on record in case anyone's watching from the authorities. I would never give any sort of biscuit, least of all a custard cream, to a llama. And I'm very serious about that. I know the damage they can do. Uh, it's brilliant. We have to We have to probably amend our 50 greatest things that have ever happened list. Yeah, get that but in the top What's great five. is all of the fucking bloopers all the way through the whole show have been so yeah. piss poor. And then suddenly yeah. they do the one at the end and it's a man like a llama. <laughs> and you're like, this genuinely makes up for all the other shit clips. It's miles better than Ronald Reagan, put it that yeah, way. Yeah, The only way um, Reagan's clip could have been good as that is if Nancy had charged on. Charged and fucking stuck the nut on the cunt. <laughs> and he brizzed his fists up. <laughs> yeah. Get back, I haven't Nancy. got any. Get back, Nancy. I haven't got any. I haven't got any biscuits. <laughs> uh, cookies. I haven't. I know you've got the uh, cookies. Yeah. Uh, we go back to the swap board. And someone called Lisa Heath is offering her suspender belt. Ooh. Oh, racy. Uh, and she wants to swap it for Noel's jumper. But Noel uh, is not biting. He's not having it. He says, you haven't mentioned whether the belt is occupied. <laughs> oh, my God. Bird. It's so creepy. Like, Because I don't ever think yeah. of him as being a particularly sexual sort of a, a per- being. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not really yeah, in yeah. his... Some people would make saucy remarks all the time. Some people on TV would know that. That wasn't mm. ever really his thing. So he's made a couple on this show that I feel particularly uncomfortable with because it just doesn't seem within his usual oeuvre. Yeah. Makes you feel queasy, doesn't it? It does, yeah. So then a fellow rings up called Kingsley and um, Noel can't hear his name. Who's this? Kingsley. Ken? Kingsley. Who? Kingsley! Yeah. You know what, though? This is a con- This is another Noel contrivance. He's been doing this. Yeah, yeah. This is Noel play. Yeah. This is the essence yeah. of Noel play. He's been doing it on the Radio 1, right, and on Swap Shot. He's been doing it for Time Immemorial. His main yeah. part of Noel play is to pretend to not hear someone's name because it yeah, lends totally. chaos to the phone call. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that Kingsley's also a stooge as well that's been yeah. told to ring up. Member of the production team or something. So in the end, Kingsley goes, Kingsley, number eight on there. Oh, list, yeah, that's the, list, the swap board list. He's got a hideous tie. And yeah. he'll take anything for it. And he says he'll take a crate of beer or sort of another tie that's yeah. not hideous. Crate of beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Noel says, Oh, I think we managed to get Mr. Angry there. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, yeah, he got his fucking name he wrong. Said, of course he's angry. Don't be mean to me. It's the season of goodwill. Well, no. <laughs> You t- take a look in the mirror because you've power played every single person on your show today, including <laughs> fucking Gavin, the little boy, and yeah. the cancer kid in the helicopter. The cancer boy. And Shane Ritchie. Yeah, I mean, Shane Ritchie gets the worst of it. Uh, so they're back to the helicopter, which has landed. Uh, he's had his 20 minutes in the sky. Um, 
And then Noel says, two minutes time, everything's looking good for a link-up with the Russians. But now, a few days ago, I went along to 10 Downing Street. And there it is. He's no sat big there, deal, but I did. Face to face with Thatcher. Uh, she says it's been a good year, which seems to be the opposite of what Neil Kinnock was saying, because he just read out a load of disasters. <laughs> and they keep talking about safety and how do, mm. how we all feel safer now. Yeah, but that's, again, it's that's that what I'm saying. War thing, isn't it's it? basically, I think, 88 must have been the year when Glasnost and Perestroika took hold in Gorbachev's off. Russia. Yeah. And there was mm. a huge amount of peace talks going on. Towards the end of Reagan's reign, he was non-stop having summits with Gorbachev. There's the Geneva yeah. summit. Do you remember that? That was famous. Yeah. Helsinki um, as well or something, wasn't it? Yeah. That another and, one. And so basically... Might be a chess match. The threat of, of impending nuclear disaster had been reduced. And I think that's what's being referenced all the way through the show. Yeah. yeah. That's what they're playing up. Yeah. Safety. Safety. That's just quite... Um, she's quite a character, isn't she? <laughs> In this interview. <laughs> I mean, hell. first of all, the, the questions he asks her are quite sort of shit they're quite mm. uh, uh, Mrs Thatcher thank you for joining us on this Christmas broadcast question one tell us about these death squads you've had murdering people in Northern Ireland <laughs> what's the story there <laughs> death on the rock question, question two yeah what happened with what the Belgrano Pe- <laughs> qu- question three the, the fucking miners, you've torn, you've torn the heart out of much of the north of England. What are you going to do about that? How are you going to fix it? He just sort of goes, do you like Christmas, Prime Minister? And she goes, yeah. I do like Christmas. Goes, Have you Christmas had a good year? Good. Yeah, I've had a great year and I've been a yeah. brilliant Prime Minister. Okay, and lastly, what are you looking forward to next year? Continuing to be a great Prime Minister. Well, that's the thing. She says, he says, there's been a lot of tragedies this year, but has there been a high spot for you? Let's, let's, like, not, let's, talk, let's not dwell the on the tragedies, yeah. yeah. But she and does mention the earthquake in Armenia, yeah. doesn't she? Which, she which does. Kinnock, of course, had been keen to mention as well. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say... I'd fucking totally forgotten about it. But it was obviously no the number one it. news story. But what was nice was the way that they were saying there was so much help from the West, even though it yeah. had happened in the Soviet Union. Mm. Yeah, it was probably quite timely, that, in terms of the uh, thawing of the Cold War. Uh, Wait, when, said, when, was, when was Chernobyl? Chernobyl, was that? Oh, right, so we're two years past Chernobyl, we right? that, yeah. They probably had their ass kicked for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, next time anything happens, we're not helping you. Uh, high spot was saying goodbye to Ronald Reagan, she said. Which mm, weird. Series of images. Um, she says, he says, do you take time off on Christmas Day? And she kind of like says, well, yeah, but you know, I don't really do human stuff. Um, but she says, I remember a few years ago, Afghanistan kicked off on Boxing Day. So we all had to have meetings about that. <laughs> yeah, that was a everything. pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, she says, things are generally quiet, though, on Christmas Day. It's almost like, well, you know, baddies take time off as well. It's almost like the Paul McCartney video. <laughs> we all just stop uh, dicking about for a day. Yeah. She talks about a childhood Christmas where she got very simple presents on, on the dining yeah. table. Yeah. Um, things were Things were treats back then. She's going um, many, many years ago. And I was thinking, yeah. she's not, she doesn't seem that old here. She was probably well, in mean, her, what, yeah. 60s or something, wasn't she? Fuck no, it's hard to tell. I mean, look at her, she's deranged. Yeah. It could be anything from 33 to 90. Yeah, that's the thing with a lot of Tories. That, that, that's the thing with, like, pretty much all Tories. 
they're impossible <laughs> to put an age on, yeah. aren't they? It's hard to humanise them. <laughs> so anything you're looking forward to? Oh, we're going to become a grandma. Yeah. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, human, 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 human. Well, um, that reminded me, because when they did, she says, in the spring, what yeah. could be more exciting than that? And uh, when it did happen, she came out to give a press conference. She said, we have become a grandmother she using did. the That's royal right. we. And the that was way. a big yeah. issue, wasn't it? Because at the time, yeah. there was a big tension between the Queen and the um, yeah. Margaret Patch. And people said that she'd started to think that she was the Queen. She was, <laughs> she was going for the Queen's belt, wasn't Quite she? Quite weird, yeah. yeah. You're coming from a belt, are you? Margaret. <laughs> Margaret, you know who this is. Who's this? You fucking know who it is. Roy it's, Queen. It's Elizabeth. It's the fucking Queen. And I hear you're coming from a belt. Well, you better come fucking ready, because I'm ready for you. I tell you that. I've had my fucking breakfast. Have you had yours? You better bring, bring your, your fucking, fucking dinner. dinner too, by the way. <laughs> no more Queen talk. Um, so anyway, that's the end of that bit. Uh, Noel comes out of the tent down in the street and he goes, what a charming lady. <laughs> what? <laughs> you pathetic idiot. Lick spittle. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I wonder what they're like next door. Uh, and this is a good little bit. They go along the street to 11. This is my favourite bit in the whole show. carol singers that turn up, led by uh, Vince Hill, who, of course, was a singer, light entertainer, middle-ranking, fucking has-been almost. And, 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 they, outside night. and they have a piano with them, weirdly, that they're wheeling they're around. Wheels. Yeah. Yeah. And Nigel Lawson opens the door and he gives them some coins. I think it's about 40 pence altogether <laughs> into a little collection tin that they've got. 40 pence? Chancellor of the Exchequer, you fucking cunt. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. I thought they were going to do a joke about him being tight, which would have been funny. Mm. When it when they uh, knock, knock on the door, I'm thinking, who was Chancellor in 88? And I'm thinking, Lawson's the main guy you think of as being Chancellor under Thatcher. But, mm. of course, she had a few different Chancellors. And I'm thinking, it can't be Nigel Lawson. He doesn't seem like the sort of guy who would take part in this kind of frivolity. 
So I was really excited to see the reveal. He opens the door, and sure enough, it's fucking mm. Nige, right? Yeah. Um, who, by the way, remains a devout climate change denier. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right? Uh, he's always writing pieces in the Telegraph that just say really? things like, fucking climate change clearly doesn't exist, so everyone can shut up about that. And they just give him, like, a whole page to say that periodically throughout the year. Ugh. Right? Um, I think Nigel Farage tweeted it the, d- the other day. He's like, I was stuck on the M40, icy conditions. Where were the gritters? Where's this so-called climate change they're all talking about? What a thick cunt. Fuck off. That's the weather, you cunt. That's not climate. Anyway, he, he, uh, so he answers the door and he's still quite fat because you remember he, he ended up getting quite skinny and then he did a book about did. it, did a diet yeah. book. But this is still fat Nige. And yeah. I thought to myself, oh, Classic Nige. oh, Nigella Lawson's probably in there. Number 11 yeah. in the background. That's what I thought as well. Yeah. yeah she we... might be a bit young though. No, she'll be a teenager. Probably <laughs> late teens. I reckon. Jesus. No, hang on a minute. Hang on. No, that's bollocks. She'd have been... I reckon she'd have been in her 20s, mate. She'd have been in her 20s. Oh, she'll have been 28. It's all fine. She probably didn't live there. 28, yeah, but she might have been round for Christmas. Uh, She was married to John Diamond, that journalist who died. Yeah. Yeah. So they might have both gone round on that. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, um, he answers the door and I thought, I can't believe they've managed to rope Nigel Lawson into this. But he very pointedly doesn't actually say anything beyond thank you, a very uncomfortable thank you, thank you, and put some money in the pot. And I'm thinking, where's the punchline? They must have planned something. Where's the punchline? No punchline. Just close his door and that's it. Well, it's 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 a close up of the coins going into the box. It's not even him doing it, is it? You know what I mean? It's no. like, no, I'm not doing that. Fuck off. You can't feel my fingers. I'm the chancellor. I'll you're not allowed the door, to. That's all. <laughs> I'm actually by law. You're not allowed to film the chancellor. It's Shaker's fingers whilst touching money. So then I'm still thinking there has to be a punchline. And then Noel comes in, weirdly, out of nowhere, and just nicks the charity box and fucks off with it. Yeah. It's a really yeah. limp... It's a limp end it to is. an ill-thought-through skit. Nevertheless, it's, it's my favourite bit in the show because it's just mental that Nigel Lawson answers the door yeah. and has this awkward yeah. exchange with the carol singers. Yeah. And I think you'll have probably gone at the time, wow, Nigel Lawson doing well, a bit of comedy Well, it's all a far cry again from Mike Smith. I mean, we haven't seen Mike Smith, Checkers, or any of his usual fucking cast of characters involved in no. this. Nigel Lawson, Ronald Reagan, Paddy Ashdown. I mean, fuck's sake, Noel. All pre-records. Noel's bloody growing up, and I don't mm. like it. Yeah, well, it's brought the gang up, hasn't he? Yeah. Then we get the, the we hook up with the Mia Space Station, and there's a translator called Rita in the studio with Noel. Um, and as you say, this goes on. I mean, I suppose you've got to make the most of it. You can't just give them two minutes because they're in fucking space, aren't they? The interview but, is so um, boring, and the way it has to keep going via his questions and then their answers all have to go via yeah, this fucking the translator. hapless translator. So there's so much dead air time where there's just people babbling yeah. in incomprehensible Russian. Right. The questions are weird. The and answers then, are and weird. They're, they're all fuzzy. The questions are just, yeah, it's just Noel's own questions. That, that, to be fair to Noel, I can tell he's really passionate about. These aren't haven't been just written yeah. by a producer. He's really driven by his curiosity. He keeps saying things like, what do they do with their clothes? How do they yeah. change their clothes? What do they do with their rubbish? They can't just throw it out the window. Turns uh, out they do. They, pollute, just burns they can't up. just pollute space. Turns out they do. Ask them yeah, about changing the their clothes again. I know you've already asked them that, and they have answered, but I'd like to ask them again. 
just to make sure they give the same answer because I yeah. wasn't fully convinced. They just say uh, we have a number of outfits. They are special. It goes right, on. Okay. Was it, that, what does that mean? It goes on and on and on and on and on. This interview. It feels like a whole hour in itself. The best bit is when he asks, "What's that thing you've got floating around with you there? Is it a good luck emblem?" <laughs> and the Russians say, "It's Sam." It's a doll from England. Oh. Uh, it's a humour character from the Barnsley Chronicle. Oh, oh that's like, it. What the fuck? Oh. Have I got fucking carbon monoxide poisoning? Yeah, and he doesn't even there. really react to it. He just goes, oh, that's no, nice. It no question at all. And I thought, yeah. imagine if this was going on on Top Flight Time Machine and me and Andy had a live <laughs> link up to space, right? Some cosmonauts. If they'd said that, we would have fucking gone bang. We would have picked up on that. That would have been half an hour's worth of content. Noel just goes, Easily. oh, that's nice. Because then right at the end, he goes, Mer- Merry Christmas to everyone in UK, especially <laughs> our friends in Barnsley. And I'm like, what? <laughs> which is twinned with my hometown, which he yeah. doesn't mention what the name of it is. I mean, wow, yeah. this is incredible. I mean, imagine if you were watching this in Barnsley on Christmas 1988. That would have been quite yeah. brilliant, I think. Punch in the air, wouldn't you? Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Noel asks them, is floating a problem? And one of them says, I'm happy to sleep standing or sitting or upside down or whatever. I am in space. It's Uh, fucking great. I am Russian. We do not need Western decadence of lying down to sleep. (laughs) Like sleep. (laughs) Do you have leisure time reading that kind of thing? (laughs) They say, well, there's lots of work, but we have books and film and electronic organ. (laughs) Yeah. Then they get the electronic organ out (laughs) as well. And it floats about for a bit. I'd have loved it if one of them had just played the show out. And we will play out with this Russian playing the electronic organ whilst floating in space. <laughs> he says, how do you manage to get any privacy? And he's basically said, where do you go for a shit or a wank or whatever? <laughs> and they say, we are never alone because the earth is constantly with us. Fucking hell. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, the other best question is, uh, what's the food like? Is it like small pills where you add water and it turns into food? <laughs> <laughs> See when they invented partridge, Steve Coogan and whoever it was he invented yeah. it with, Ian Uchi, I don't know. Like, when they first, first came up with it, yeah. I suppose it's just like, you've just grown up watching this stuff. It kind of wrote itself. Yeah. Because all of this is like, yeah, you watch odd, that, What what's the show called? The one that he does now, the one that's a rip-off of the, that's a oh, spoof, this, the one this, show. This time with Alan Partridge. This time with Alan Partridge. All of these questions and the whole attitude of it, <laughs> yeah. not, they haven't even been changed. It's just directly like this. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that's such a Partridge question. Is it a pill? And they go, no, it's not a pill. And then he looks fucked <laughs> off about it. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I was sure they were going to say it was a pill. <laughs> so I was getting fired. It's a it's a great link up. It's another TV first for Noel. Mm. Uh, a link up without a space, and he makes the most of it with a series of inane questions that get answered through a translator called uh, what's she called Rita. Do, did you see? Do you see Rita, the look yeah. she does at the end where he goes, yeah. "Thank you yeah. to our cosmonaut friends, and thank you also to Rita for translating so wonderfully." And he doesn't see, but she kind of just does this eye roll, doesn't she? <laughs> like, fuck yeah. it out. I don't know if I even translated half of that correct. But thank fuck it's over. <laughs> that was the most That was the most horrible yeah. 20 minutes of my entire life. Yeah. For all of us. 
So then it's the final round of the game to decide who wins the plane tickets. There's an update on the score. Uh, Shin Richie started to do a bit of mugging to camera. He can't yeah, help himself. He sees it as his last chance to basically yeah. make get yeah. something out of this performance. Uh, yeah. uh, no, also, it's four points to uh, Sophie and the, the six to Sophie and four to. He refers to Shin as this terrible character. <laughs> <laughs> Smacks him down a little bit. This, uh, this game is, yeah. This game is pet owners. You've got someone who has water snails, horse, a dog, mongoose, cockatiel, goldfish. And there's our big friend Robert Plant from the audience right from the beginning, the massive cunt. Uh, and Noel says, I think the mongoose owner stands out a mile, referring to Robert Plant. Uh, but it turns out it's not. Robert Plant actually owns water snails. So there you go, Noel. You were wrong. Um, there's another sexual reference. The woman who uh, owns a horse, he says, oh, they've got you down as someone who likes to do it side saddle. Oh, my oh, God. Fucking God. Fuck's sake, Mel. What's going on in Noel's love life at this time? Has he just oh, had a divorce Jesus. or something? And he sa- she says, I don't, I don't like it side saddle all that much, but but yes, I do own a horse. <laughs> I think, does that come on? I'm not sure. Um, I, think he's shut, I think she's shutting it down, that line of inquiry. <laughs> The the one who wants the cockatiel, the cockatiel is called Nelson. Oh, that was great nice. Great name for a pet. Great name for a pet. Uh, final score seven seven, um, which is awkward because only two families can win the plane tickets. Noel insists that it wasn't a fix. Uh, no one was saying it was Noel, and he awards it to Shane's team because Shane was the first one back after handing over the um, the items to the various people which is a bit of a weird way to decide it, but I suppose you've got to decide it somewhere. Gavin's asleep. Little Gavin's been tranquilised at this point. He's fast asleep. Um, the winners, the blue team, they get their tickets, but there's a fucking twist. Remember when we saw the families in TV studios around the world earlier on? Yeah. They were actually... Next BBC door. television said that all along. And I called and- that before I realised it on a previous episode. I said, how do we know they're not in another room? And I didn't yeah. know at the time, but well, then I thought that. Then I carried on watching it, and it turned out that was yeah. the case. Yeah, all, all the TV studios looked the same, didn't they? Yeah, even though they were in different parts of the world. Yeah, exactly. So um, the families of the winning team come out, and uh, they're all reunited. Um, I was half expecting to see the losers' families are here as well, but you didn't win, so we can't bring them out. <laughs> Fuck off. That would have been good, but no. Um, I mean, Noel did promise us tears, and that's what we get in spades. Because oh, they're yeah. all reunited with their families who've been... Uh, they've all jetted in from around the world. Um, and that's pretty much it. Goes over to sit next to the chopper pilot who's been flying that kid around. They have a bit of a chat about flying conditions and that kind of thing. A bit of Noel talk. <laughs> uh, the pilot... He says, is, Noel says, anybody you want to say hello to? Uh, dedications. <clears throat> and uh, he says, uh, yeah, I'd like to say hello to everyone who's serving in Northern Ireland. Oh, my oh. God. That's no, that's awkward. Oh, and the uniformed services like the police, fire and nurses. Mm. Basically, it's like, this is a message to the IRA. It's Christmas Day. We're not taking the day off. So don't get any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> they give they give the young kid kit 
another helicopter, uh, which is like on a plinth. It's better than the last one they keep seeing. It's better than the other one we gave you. It's smaller, I know that much. <laughs> but whatever. It's a model of the one you went up in. Here, take it. And a bloke called Kevin Sherwood comes on the phone, who's interested in Noel's sweater. He bids £1,000. Um, but then there's a weird moment, because he says, it's not a personal bid, it's from me and my partner at ME Prestige Cars. <clears throat> and Noel sighs a little bit, because he's just dropped the plug in for his company there. Yeah. On the BBC, which is forbidden. That's not on. You were briefed about this. <laughs> you're, You've you're broken fucking- one. That's sacrilege. You fucking hijacked me there, a live broadcast. You knew what you were doing. <laughs> but then he says something weird. He says, no, 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 it's not a plug. He says, we have someone interested in your GP40, which must be Noel's car. How do you know says, about my GP40, cunt? <laughs> yeah. Who are you? Is this Mike Smitty Smith? <laughs> this is a prank. I don't like this. <laughs> but then the fella says something like, these kit cars are not worth quite as much as the original cars. Which is like he's having a dig at him or trolling him or something, and Noel just shuts the conversation down straight away. <laughs> this bloke just come on and said, "Yeah, I'll give you a thousand pounds for your jumper." Oh, by the way, your car's a load of shit. <laughs> I'll take that off your hands as well if you want. I'll be doing you a fucking favour. <laughs> Noel's like, "What the fuck?" Get this guy out of my studio Get and out this. of my life. I'm going to finish him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he says, uh, "He says thanks for everyone for watching and all that." He gestures over to the families who are all reunited with their loved ones. He says, the tissues are getting quite a whacking over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is... yeah because they're all crying, but then fucking... Again, Shane Ritchie tries to make merry with that, doesn't he? Because he starts yeah. throwing tissues around and pretending yeah. that he's crying, which is a Get... bit cheap and not funny because they really are emotional and he's seen it as an excuse to make one of his daft gags. Yeah. Get See, that's the difference between me and you, Richie, is I can read the room. I've got some emotional insight. <laughs> I've got a little thing called empathy. You're just a fucking... You're a, you're a gag fanatic. You'll do anything for a fucking laugh. <laughs> you're a fucking show pony and not a very good one. <laughs> At least a show pony's got decent hair. <laughs> you, look like a, up and it's... you look like a pony that's got rabies. And yes, uh, they can get rabies, believe me. Yep. It's uh, not just me. dogs. Uh, if you, I don't know if you heard the podcast Top Flight Time Machine, but 2023 <laughs> is going to be their rabies year, apparently. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm getting so excited about the rabies coverage we're going to do. Don't worry. <laughs> it's coming soon, but don't worry. Uh, and then it's the end, and he gives it all the thanks for watching. Hope you've had a super day. Uh, enjoy your Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Bye bye. Um, credits roll. Um, one of the writers on it is simply named Crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit like, the, it's just before the big DJ era, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I think 1988 was the first Summer of Love, was it? Yeah, I believe yeah, the rave was, yeah. scene so was starting, so maybe that's where he got that, the idea yeah. from. Don't know what that's about. Maybe Crowbar was some kind of supercomputer, artificial intelligence that yeah. wrote gags. Uh, and then a little bit further down, additional material. Yeah. Noel Edmonds. <laughs> no, look, and yeah, anything I'll be invoicing I say, for that. Anything I say that's not in the fucking script, additional material. I want a fee, I want a credit. <laughs> I want residuals. Yeah. You know they'll sell this, they'll repackage it as Christmas 1989 and sell it to a load of fucking third world shitholes next year. And I want to see my fucking pound of flesh for that. 
They'll we sell can't it talk to... about Armenia because that's where it's going next year. They'll sell it to Nigerian telly. <laughs> They've got a different year system out there anyway. It'll be 1988 there next year. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's this year's uh, Noel Edwards Christmas Odyssey. It was good, uh, but I hope that next year we'll be able to find 84 or 86. That's what I hope. We'll yeah, rewind we'll have to again. dig into the archives. Mm. 89's out there. We can look at that if we have to, but it'll be but great we, to get we, our hands yeah, on. Yeah, we want to go back rather than or 87. Forward. Yeah, yeah. Anything, anything pre-88. We'll, we'll um, look into it. We'll see if there's any TV archivists who can, you know. Yeah. He did mention, actually, at one point that the previous year, 87, was in the post office tower again. So yeah, that's... so they must have done that, 85, 86, 87. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and this was the first year he said, no, nah, I'm going to do more pre... I'm thinking more prereqs with world leaders this year. Something with yeah. astronauts. We won't do yeah. as much live. We'll have about 40% live. Most of it will be a cancer kid up in a helicopter. And then if there's any gaps, I'll get some cunt like Shane Ritchie to turn up and do some running about. Jobs are good and be home in time for Turkey. <laughs> so there we are. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back with regular Monday and Friday episodes. Uh, very shortly Uh, goodbye happy new year goodbye oh yes that as well yes Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.